This is Jane Hardwick-Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Biggest heartwarming open to episode 10 of the Womancraft podcast with Ayla, Myra, that's me. Um, just want to introduce Anki that started her journey with the School of Shamanic Womancraft in 2012 and so we're really delving into her expansion since that time. Anki was a home birth midwife then and now her offerings in the community with Sacred Rising and how that goes beyond is just a beautiful weaving of how the tapestry of this work um, works in community sense. I had my first sort of real go, I guess, at this field recorder that I bought. So there may be some interesting sounds and things that might sound a bit different with the bass and... Um, whatnot so please hold space for it and um, know that I'll get my superior journalistic recording sound skills one day (laughs) so enjoy welcome to the woman craft podcast Um, a big honor to be sitting here with you my first field recording so a little bit like nervous and but really enjoying your space that you have here where you're sitting on your home, um, your property, your land and yeah, big welcome to you. Thank you Ayla. Mm. <laughs> it's really beautiful to have you here, thank you. Mm. So we have my little daughter, Julia, she's uh, running around So, and we're joined with Misty who's sleeping outside. So there'll be noises. This is field recording. This is this is it, where it's at. All right. So 2012, if you can take yourself back to that place. Time warp, time capsule. You began your journey with Jane and the Four Seasons. So we really like to, on the podcast, dive into what it was like for you to open up to that experience and how was it for you coming into this journey in your life so become the storyteller and tell me what was a calling for you at that time and what pulled you into this work yeah so um when I first um met Jane it was at a home birth conference somewhere in Queensland I think and I was studying midwifery at the time and 
um, just having feeling a really really deep call to do women's work and doing my midwifery training in the system it was fulfilling a part of me that wanted to be a midwife but there was also this other part of me that was really looking for something deeper and when I saw Jane speak I just was really drawn to her wisdom and when I found out about the school I just knew that that was something I was going to do at some point and I think it wasn't until maybe the year after that I um, joined um, signed up for the Four Seasons journey in 2012 and actually it must have been a couple of years later because I had moved back to the Bega Valley and I was working in the hospital and I was just quite unhappy working in the hospital system and really longing to do home birth. But there was always this part of me that was just going, oh, maybe I just need to be in the system a little bit longer. I'm not very experienced and, you know, all that stuff. Mm. And when I got my package in the post from Jane, um, I read a couple of articles um, by Janine Pavati-Baker and that day I actually (laughs) rang the hospital and... um, said that you know I think actually it was at at work I I went but that day that afternoon I actually handed in my resignation and just went no I'm not doing this anymore so by the time I had my first gathering I had resigned from my hospital job and had my first home birth client wow yeah I mean that just illuminates that the work is already begun hasn't it before that decision was made yeah absolutely we talk about this a lot in the in the work you know before you even embark on the physical journey everything's already happening anyway you know the the thought process is there the momentum's happening the shifts are changing it seems like that was like the type of thing for you that absolutely yeah yeah it was just I just needed that little spark of inspiration Mm. of just feeling like I wasn't alone Mm. and that actually there's this huge support network out there of mm. like-minded people and mm. that yes I can do this you know mm. I can just step out and um, do what I love and practice home birth and that actually so much of what I was learning in the hospital system I then just had to go and unlearn so yeah. mm. it just gave me that little push yeah yeah and back then it would have been much easier to go into home birth than it is now as many people are aware in Australia what the situations yeah look I haven't really kept that up to date to be honest because I'm not practicing anymore um but back then yeah there was no yeah nothing you had to do you could just dive in Mm. and go for it Mm. yeah you Mm. just needed insurance Mm. Mm. so can you can you go back to that feeling um of just stepping into your first gathering and what came up for you and what it was like during that time yeah so the first gathering um I remember really clearly driving up into the southern highlands and just feeling the land up there Mm. and just having just such a deep sense of awe and just feeling my heart just so huge and also, you know, just that excitement and anticipation of just knowing that I was about to start something really big. Mm. You know, I knew that it was going to be really a big point of... um, change for me Mm. yeah this this journey so I was super excited and when I arrived on Jane's beautiful land and saw the big red tent and um I think I was one of the first to come and um 
just got a big hug from Tallulah and Jane and just felt so welcome straight away. Yeah, just knew that I was in the right place. Mm. Yeah. So back then it was a school of shamanic midwifery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was on Jane's property. Yeah. Yeah. And how many of you gathered? How many? So I think there were nine of us. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think there was nine women plus a couple of apprentices. Mm. Yeah. And did you have any, like, you know, expectations of what you'd be doing or the program or how it would flow for you or did you just arrive, like, with a complete openness and readiness to... I can't really remember, but I think I think I was just really ready to just um, journey deeply. Mm. Um, there was a little bit of um, apprehension at first, I think, because I think... <laughs> Previously, I had felt a little bit uncomfortable in women's circles and, you know, sometimes there can be sort of uncomfortable dynamics, which I think was just part of my own wounding Mm. Um, of that, you know, um, yeah, just that feminine wounding around being with other women. And Mm. so there was a little bit of apprehension there, but um, straight away, just the sharing was always just so deep and so real and it just gave everyone permission just to be authentic in their sharing and Jane just set such a safe container for us to just be able to be really open in mm. and um, and having the small group was really beautiful as well because we all just got to go so deep and just all connect mm. on such a deep level. So there's not one podcast that I haven't done where we haven't talked about safety. Um, how important was that for you during this journey? Seemingly like when we talk about safety so much, it's like that portal to open up and to connect and to belong and to be heard and to be seen um, in that safe container. And all the women that I've talked to that have journeyed and have done the podcast have talked about safety and how important it was for them and how they felt safe just straight away, you know, yeah, being there. Definitely. And the, and the solidness of the work and the program. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, Jane just held such a solid space that it wasn't even really something I, I don't think I even really thought about it after mm. that initial um, coming there and that initial greeting and um, gathering, you know, I think it was just, I just felt safe. It wasn't even something I thought mm. yeah. about after that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about the, the magic of safety? In, like we're in a smallish community and a lot of things that come up with women um, when we work with women is that the feeling of like, oh, I don't want to reveal myself because it's a small community and then the feelings of, you know, judgment or shame or... Um, do you ever have that in your work when you hold space? Because you, in this community, hold a lot of space for women in circle and throughout transformational moments of their lives. Um, does safety, you know, in that sense, with the work that you've done with the school... Has that pulled into what you're doing now and holding that space in a small community, if that sound, makes sense? That's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely important. And you do, you do feel that that same feeling of apprehension, you know, with mm. some women when they come in and especially if it's women that aren't um, really familiar with a lot of the other women that maybe are there or mm. haven't done this kind of thing before, you can always feel that. And so I think... Yeah, just creating that just really warm welcome and, um, yeah, just definitely creating that space is a big focus for me. 
and Jane was definitely a big inspiration of how to do that mm. for sure mm. um, yeah and I think um, I think just being um, creating the space to be authentic as well and you know not um, you know just allowing myself to be honest and real where I'm at at every, any given moment you know mm. rather than trying to be something or trying to you know create something do you know what I mean like yeah. just allowing women to feel that you know we're always journeying we're always mm. you know cycling we're always our energy is always waxing and waning mm. and so you know there's no need to try and you know be this or be that you can just come and just be comfortable and if you know if you're having a bad day that's perfect or mm. if you're feeling vulnerable that's perfect and we'll just all hold you and yeah. yeah, and, yeah. you know, like the other day at a drum journey, I just, you know, at the drum making, I had a really big morning and, you know, just allowing myself to kind of, you know, just come into that space, myself being vulnerable and just, you know, mm. the women knowing that and just allowing myself to be held as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So Anki, you held a drum making journey, which I got to make birth a new drum as Ayla. And that was on the weekend and exactly what she said, you know, you've came into it in a very vulnerable time in your life and um, and continue to hold that space because you were held by the women and you were held by what was around you. So by coming into something so important as this creation is when the magic happens, isn't it? Is when we allow our vulnerabilities to, to weave together into... You know what we're creating as women, and for you to be held, yeah, in absolutely. that space too. Yeah. It's definitely just a co-creation all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's one of the th- the beauties of the school and the journeying is that um, there there's never a sense of like hierarchy or you know, a leader or anything like that. It's we're all cyclic beings. We're all tuning into different ways, but we're all coming together. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in this work together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, um, birth imprints and, you know, our birth stories. So that's one of the great things that you work with now with the drum making and, um, you know, just seeing women's faces on the weekend when they're just relating things to their birth stories. It's just like that, wow, like, oh my gosh, you know, yes, like, I get that, those moments, those aha moments. Yeah. What What did you have for your birth story when you did, when you did your journey making the drum? And um, a big thing that came through for me with my birth story was that I always play myself down because I was quite a fast, uncomplicated birth, and so I always had this feeling of, insignificance because I just have always kind of cruised through life mostly and um, you know I mean all of us are always journeying of course and you know life is always um, giving you challenges and um, opportunities to journey deep but all in all um, you know I've been very blessed in my life and, and I always had this kind of feeling of insignificance because of it Mm. and then I would kind of come in and sabotage myself to try and make things harder so that I had a story to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a big thing that actually came through that, um, you know, not straight away, but that kind of came through that experience 
was actually just stepping into my medicine more deeply and honoring who I am and um, what my story is just exactly how it is without needing to create more drama and honoring that and honoring that as a gift so that I, I can actually just step into deeper service mm. to others. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a, a really interesting one, isn't it? That, um, you know, I, cause I can relate to it on some level of that feeling of having to, like you said, sabotage yourself so you can connect with people that we perceive maybe um, going through like a different validation of what like their trauma or what their hurting is um, and you know to relate that back to our birth story you know like not saying okay this is my personality and this is it it's like going back to that birth imprint and it's kind of like unraveling it that way and then the process through the drum making um, did you did you find like actually crafting the drum and and that birth story brought up like that real connection like that solid like okay like that's that's it like that's my birth I think for me <clears throat> the insights came after yeah because what really played out during the drum making is that it was just super easy I got my drum made mm. really quickly and then I was like oh that was really easy yeah. nothing came up for me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn <laughs> and so it wasn't actually sort of down the track that pieces started to drop in and mm. I went actually do you know what a gift that this is because it actually just allows me to hold the light for people yeah. just to hold space for people mm. and just be in service mm. yeah mm. So you didn't try and sabotage your drama or anything like that and well, <laughs> write a story with it? <laughs> well, no, but there was an element of like, maybe I'm not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, you know, am I just not mm. feeling something that I should be feeling? Mm. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, am I bypassing or am I missing out on something? Or That's right. Um, yeah. And yeah. so... Um, you know, because that is then such a projection of the mind, it actually then also stops you from just actually being really connected and present mm. to the process. Mm. Yeah, and so that's another thing that I've really learnt from that as mm. well is mm. um, just to really get out of the way mm. when I'm holding space and when I'm creating and just really allow myself to be present, really present to the process rather than letting all these stories kind of come in and out and mm. and that's where you know the beauty that that creates that space for the real real beauty to flow through mm. then yeah mm. Mm. yeah I found that with when I was making my drum on the weekend and do you remember the when the brewing storm came over and it was all like ooh yeah um so I you know I sat outside with it and the rain was pouring down and it was filling in the hoop and it was all like just uh, different and amazing and I really enjoyed it and there was one part where I'd realized that from the elements from tuning into the elements and fully exposing myself to them I'd silenced that because oh, prior to that you know it's like the 
oh, like, you know, you're, you're kind of making synapses or connections and then, like, your mind's kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, like, you know, this is how I'm just, like, tuning into my mind here and it's like, oh, yeah, like, great, oh, yeah, remember that time and like, and it's just, like, it's like it's, like, this mad hand, like, scripting everything, can't miss it out, yeah, and we're making all these connections and just, like, that full force of that rain coming down just washed it all away and allowed the weaving and the creation without like the you know the storyteller in the back having to like yes. affirm everything and yeah yeah and we were talking about that this morning before we started recording like you were tuning into like all these different ways of feeling you know like going to the what what is feeling you yes know? what is feeling what are we analyzing feeling and, yeah um yeah 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 that's definitely been something I've been exploring a lot lately just Mm. yeah just really feeling into how we perceive feeling Mm. and how we automatically just create a story around a feeling Mm. of what we're conditioned to believe around that but actually yeah when we just allow ourselves to step out of the way and actually just feel it purely as a sensation and feel it embodied um there's actually so much more to explore within mm. that feeling without putting your perception of good and bad or comfortable, mm. uncomfortable, intense or mm. joyful, bliss, hard, whatever it is, you mm. know, when we stop doing that and just purely feel it, mm. um, it just opens up into so much more mm. and there's so much connection within that and so much wisdom within mm. that and that's, yeah, something that's been coming through really strong lately. What I'm connecting to with that as well is like not having to outward ourselves to get validated all the time by what we're feeling inward yeah. and sometimes it can just like you know the wind passing and the leaves and the trees dropping it happens all the time these shifts these letting go and these feelings and emotions and connections and it's yeah. just really beautiful to tune into that deeply and yeah. I just love that. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it really does create just a deeper space of just peace within yeah. all of the layers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what's come to me now is like you with the drum and doing the journey and now we're just having this conversation. How does that connect like what when you go back, he's you know, when we when we go back to two thousand and twelve and that journey how does that connect with you now to where you are and you know connecting with these releases and these these debts and the work that you're doing now um what is that what do you feel yeah gosh I mean it's you know 2012 seems like such a long time ago in some ways but it definitely (laughs) that was a big car going past (laughs) um it was definitely the beginning of a big shift for me and set in motion a huge part of my life that has led me to where I am now and I feel like I have journeyed so far and so wide since then Mm. and been on so many um, internal adventures of my inner landscape Mm. Um, but the foundations of the work that we explored with Jane um, really set the foundations for that. It was just such a deep remembrance of the sacred feminine and has really become um, my guide for navigating everything that has happened since then Mm. and everything has then just kind of built on that 
Mm. Those foundations, that's what I keep coming back to. Yeah. 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 Do you ever feel like, um, this is what come up to me just then too, um, that this work is, it's not anymore, it's not just a matter of like, oh yeah, do this because, you know, it's like this deep right or responsibility, you know, more responsibility. Do you feel that? Like this kind of like such a depth of responsibility that if you kind of went, actually, you know what, I'm just going to go and quit all this and just sit on the couch and watch daytime telly like that you know what I mean like it's just it's yeah, not it's even it's not even you can option. even go down you know what I mean you yeah. know like once you kind of open that door um and not essentially closing all the others but just open that door it's like there's just such a deep right a, a, a deep responsibility to you know our land to what we're doing with this work does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, it just feels so deeply right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's nothing, there's no cell in my body that doesn't just go yes mm. to this work. Mm. To mm. you know, it, it it yes to me. Mm. You know, it's an embodied experience of yeah. It's not it, it's not my work. This mm. is me. This is mm. who I am. And mm. you know, and so it's where you know your work and your life and your being just become yeah. one oneness, isn't it? Yeah. And so. Yeah you know it's you can't just not share that yeah. either you know and um it just happens organically because oh as more and more women seek this out or awaken to this part of themselves mm. we weave this web and we connect and we come together and it's just this organic process of mm. women coming together and connecting and mm. co-creating and Mm. building the momentum mm. remembering mm. Yeah. yeah remembering yeah, yeah. so yeah like it, it's not something you could possibly just go oh no it's too hard because mm. it's you know sometimes I guess initially when you start to and start that unraveling process you know the ego can definitely get in the way and go mm. ooh you know that's mm. a little bit humiliating or embarrassing yeah. or hard to digest but um you know, it's just that continuous process of showing up and saying yes, because on a deep, um, on a deep spirit level, you know, that's what we're calling for really, mm. isn't it? Like our spirits is going, yes, yes, yes. Mm. As the ego is going, no, no, no. Mm. Um, but, you know, as you continue to unravel, just the freedom that comes with that, your mm. internal peace and freedom to just breathe and go yeah this is who i am you are listening to the school of shamanic womancraft podcast series with ayla myra subscribe to our podcast via itunes and all good podcast players Stepping out, you were just stepping into home birth midwifery. Um, did you find that that kind of safe container helped you embark onto the next, like, next phase or the next path, especially with the birth work? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny face. Yeah, I um, I definitely, for me, it was definitely very important to feel 
um, just that connection of the sisterhood from the Four Seasons journey to support me because I did feel very isolated in the years that I practiced home birth, mm. um, being in a small community and practicing on my own. Um, I didn't really have, well, yeah, I didn't really have any support. Mm. Um, fundamentally, you know, I had my husband and, and, but just feeling, just feeling the sisters out there and just feeling that support definitely made a big difference for me mm. for yeah. sure. And just feeling like, um, there are other women out there doing it and um, yeah. 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 It's yeah. definitely very important. Yeah. Bring it back into that container of like oneness again, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, that circle's never broken. It's it's always there. And even though our physical bodies um, may not be there, it's so nice to tune back into that feeling again. Yeah. Being held and seen and heard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm. So when you left your Four Seasons journey, what – if you can tune back into that space again, what were some of the things that you carried that you can call upon now as you, you know, now one of the things is you hold circle now for women and you do the drum making. and um, Yeah, so for me, um, a huge key for me was just really having a deeper understanding of the cyclic nature of everything, mm. you know, just the medicine wheel, mm. um, cycle of life and death uh, through our menstrual cycle, through the seasons. I mean, it's just, it's such a basic thing, you know, but just um, within that, it holds the wisdom to everything, mm. absolutely everything. So, you know, when you're having a really hard time with something, just having that really deep faith and trust that I am in this part of the cycle mm. and nothing ever stays the same mm. and that actually within this dark part of the cycle where things are feeling really muddy and you know there's so much going on inside and it's really uncomfortable and you just you know the mind is going I just you know I want to do something to change it I need to get out of this space mm. actually just then coming back to just such deep trust in the process mm. and that what is actually happening right now is you know birthing the new thing that needs to come through it's illuminating the things that I need to look at or um, the things I need to shift and change or just sit with and just feel so that I can understand them really fully and be really present to them so mm. that it can continue to move and so um, when I was feeling in that place it just really gave me as well the the trust to keep on going into it rather than shying away from it and that by going into it it allows it to keep flowing mm. yeah so yeah that is just a fundamental navigational tool mm. that you know you can just keep in your tool belt mm. and you know it's i mean it's not even just a tool in your tool belt it's just a way of embodying life yeah yeah it is what it is isn't it and it the is. more you practice yeah. it the more it just becomes a natural thing that yeah. just happens that mm. you know it, it just becomes your way of being mm. yeah yeah and those i love those aha moments like they still come up for me all the time um even though we intellectualize things and know them but when you go back to the wheel and always think like when anything in nature can relate to it or any other sort of practices that are done in you know 
holistic therapies or anything like that it's like that fits on the wheel too like yeah. <laughs> you always get these like excited like yes of course it does yeah. but you still get that real like buzz of remembering yes that channels through our bodies and and because it also helps us to remember that we are nature yeah. we're not a separate, separate. Yeah. part of nature yeah we're not these beings living in nature we are actually nature we are yeah. part of the ecosystem we are a part of yeah that cycle we are just a part of it yeah been here for a long long time mm. yeah mm. yeah there's just so much magic in that like I remember my first real like aha moment with it and then I just remember like going wow and you can put this and this and this and then just really bringing that in and holding it close to my heart and knowing that like this is so like you said it's simple you know it's really like of course we know this already like but just to know like when you hold that how flippin' amazing it is to just be a woman and to actually know that we birth and death and we cycle and we can tune into so many elements for wherever we are that are doing the same process. Human, non-human, you know, any any sort of element, like what is it, animal, vegetable, mineral, whatever, like, you know, we, we can tune into all of that. Yeah. Cosmic beyond <clears throat> universally and it's just I think so... It, yeah, I think it really helps us to remember the vast capacity that we have mm. yeah. to hold. Yeah. 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 So that one of the, um, you know, for the listeners is like one of the big focuses of the journey four or eight seasons is working with the wheel and unfolding that at each time and each season and, um, you know, to take that away with you with more elements and more, like, archetypes and more understanding of self. Uh, it's pretty magic. It's pretty special. It really to, is magic, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's the real magic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I got really excited when I moved here and um, so a friend, a mutual friend... Uh, Holly said, like, Anki and Emmy are the first people that you need to find. She's like, you need to find them. <laughs> and when I first met you was when I was just starting, if you remember. The eight seasons season. journey, yes. Yeah, yeah, and do you remember when I showed you my drum and, like, my excited, like, yeah. Anki, look at this, and I did this and this. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, just going back to that again and just where we are now and today and how I've just got the, the absolute joy of witnessing you do your work. And the more I see you do your work, just like on the weekend, the more I'm just like internally grateful to be connected and to be in this valley with you and feeling grateful like that the school maybe had made that connection with us in this sense, if that makes sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ayla. And I feel the same way. I just feel really deeply honoured that we have each other and mm. that we have this beautiful sisterhood in mm. our community and just the power that that creates you know mm. in just the sense of like you know the inspiration and the momentum that it allows mm. us to build and create together yeah is just really really beautiful mm. and yeah just such a deep honor so I love to talk about your creations now like I'm so excited um what do you want to talk about first? You talk, tell me about oh. your creations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sacred so, Rising. Yeah, so it's been a massive, massive year for me. Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like uh, after I transitioned out of midwifery, 
um, and went through a big kind of letting go and grieving process around that. It was a bit of a time of, well, what am I going to do? And I knew that I wanted to um, go deeper into this, into the women's work on, um, you know, I feel like that's still part of the midwifery role really is just all aspects of women's work, not just birth, but I guess living in a small community, it's always hard getting people to come to things and, you know, like, and, and there was definitely a big part of that was just the story I would tell myself and what it really kind of illuminated for me as well was just, um, yeah, just the stories I would tell myself around, um, oh, it's not the right time, because actually there was just a deep fear of being seen and, um, you know, just all those classic things of just, you know, self-doubt and judgment and all that kind of blah, 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 mm-hmm. which I didn't even realise was so strong um, until I was really just pushed into this year, like something that just happened that, you know, I had all these ideas for so long and um, I'd been keeping them all just really close and not really knowing how to initiate them and start them and then it was like I just I can't even remember what it was that triggered the start of it but I think it was um, yeah I, I think I just put the ideas out to a couple of people and it just kind of got this momentum and next thing I felt like I was on this freight train going 100 miles an hour but this time I couldn't jump off and the more I had to just kind of surrender to it and open to it, the more beauty just came in and the more support just came in and the more I was able to just start, you know, really stepping into, right, this is who I am and this is what I'm offering and let go of those woundings and stories. And and so, um, yeah, it's been a massive year. So I, um, I've just launched my website a month ago. And which is uh, sacredrising.com and it's a women's mystery website um, in which I offer lots of different things Um, one of the big projects I've been working on with the help of another mermaid actually um, Melissa Cook who's an amazing graphic artist Mm. just put together a women's journal um, in which women can chart their cycle but also there's writing within the journal there's poetry there's information on how to how to work with your cycle how to incorporate ritual how to journey with the moon cycle um just different um pieces of information to help women um remember that sacred way of being Mm. that that sacred path of the feminine Mm. And really beautiful photography by another gorgeous sister, Devani Cadden, who does the Earth Altars. She actually created a couple of Earth Altars specifically for the journal, just really holding that prayer within the artwork that she created. And another mermaid sister, Jaya, um, took the photos that are in the journal as well. So Mm. it's this beautiful creation, actually, of three mermaids and one other goddess. Mm. So, yeah, that's... Um, has just been published as well mm. and, and it's, it's stunning and yes. it's available yeah. on the website yeah it's yeah. really beautiful I'm I'm super happy with it and mm. once again it's just the beauty when we co-create you know I couldn't have done that on my own it's really just yeah a beautiful co-creation mm. and then yeah another really exciting um adventure I'm about to embark on again as a bit of a co-creation with some other women from the community is called The Journey of the Wild Feminine 
and it is a gathering over a year next year in the valley here. Um, there'll be four gatherings, one for each season mm. and one for each element. And we will be journeying deeply with the path of the feminine. We'll be um, learning about the women's mysteries and exploring, moving and gathering together in circle and singing and sharing and exploring all sorts of things. And um, we have a beautiful medicine woman who lives in the valley who will be doing sweat lodge with us, Australian sweat lodge. Mm. And... We have another beautiful sister who will be doing natural dyeing with us. We have another beautiful sister who will be um, doing herbal medicine making with us and we'll really deeply explore healing and nourishment and what that means. Mm. And another sister will be um, taking us on an epic dance journey on the um, last gathering, which will be a big celebration and um, yeah, sharing her mm. beautiful medicine um, with her dance work mm. and, and of course I'll be yeah, yeah co-creating that with um, Sarah Bear yeah so and she'll be weaving in her beautiful yogic teachings yes. so yeah. yeah 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 pretty amazing women that we have here yeah yeah Can, to the, create that space but you know just to it's like you know you're bringing in in that space and bringing in the women and again you know we're all just coming into it um, to receive the wisdom, yeah. just channeling those paths like herbs and nurture, you know, nurturing, you know, just spending that time um, on things like that. Like, what what do we perceive as being nurtured and allowing the women to come together and have those conversations and discussions and tune into that remembering again and yeah, and dance, right. you know? Yeah. How many women all the time are they like, oh, I wish I could just dance like that or you know da 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 yeah and already we put those bound those conditions and those sort of like blockages I guess in place and um having that space where we again safe container you know you're creating that safe container and you're allowing the exploration of self again yeah in that safety <coughs> through dance and nourishment and yoga and yeah 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 I feel there'll just be so many beautiful to explore and just to open up the space the space for that you mm. know which, um, just the space for all those aspects of the feminine that have you know been forgotten or that we just you know find it hard to create space for or would like to know more about and yeah. so tuning into the the dancing and one of the amazing things that you co-create with the sister woman melinda who's um, also teaching at the journey of the wild feminine starting in 2019, April, um, is this mud dance. And um, do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Because I got to experience and it was just so, I don't even know what the word for it was, but so encompassing of everything that we need to be to be a wild, creatrix, expressive feminine. Yeah, tell yeah, me about that. It, yeah. It's a pretty awesome day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, dear sister Melinda, she um, very passionate about dance and does a lot of dance work. And it was when she was pregnant with her third child that she approached me with this vision and said, can we get together and dream this up? So I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Dancing and mud, like, you know, what's there not to love about that? Yeah. 
So it's a beautiful day. Um, it's not a full day, it's sort of half a day where um, we come together as women and we sit together in ceremony and we do some shamanic practice. And so it, it starts off really just going deep into that ceremonial space and that um, just that presence and awareness of um, where you're at and your own, you know, just coming into a place of peace within yourself. And then we drum journey and then coming out of the drum journey, we, um, we go into this dance process and um, there is a big pile of mud in the mm. middle of the circle that's mm. been created and and that's like hand picked hand picked beautiful mud. gorgeous like you'd pay 150 bucks an hour to put that on your yeah, body that's in a right. spa and <laughs> it's then just open for the women to explore as they wish mm. and so you know the first gathering we had we thought you know women might want to kind of put it on their hands and a little bit on their face but also mentioned that if you want to take your clothes off you're more than welcome but we weren't really sure you know where it was going to go and within about five and a half seconds of the music playing everyone had stripped off and <laughs> was rolling around in the mud which was just fabulous but um it's completely open and again just a safe container for people to um go as far as they want with it there's mm. absolutely no um you know expectation either way if you yep. just want to put it on your hands mm. then you know that's yep. beautiful because mm. it can be quite confronting for people as well to you know take clothes off but the really beautiful thing about it is, you know, in our experience with the couple that we've done is people just get so absorbed in the dance and mm. in the process with the mud that people just, they just can't help themselves. Mm. They just want to thrive in it. They just want to get the <laughs> mud all over them. Yeah. And it's just beautiful, you know, whether yeah. you've got your clothes on or off, you just, everyone just ends up just covered in this process of just mud yeah. all over them. Yeah. And it's it's actually really deeply healing because it just really brings out the inner child mm. of play. Mm. Yeah. That's what I really get from it. I, every mm. time I just go, oh, wow, I just feel like I'm a kid again, yeah. just in the mud and just yeah. feeling the earth on your body is just yeah. so nourishing. Mm. And so we dance for a couple of hours, I think, or maybe not quite that long, and then um, the dance kind of winds down and then – we um, have a little process where every woman gets a little um, bundle of clay and can do a bit of a sculpture, mm. um, just free form, whatever is coming through. And then we go for a, a silent walk down to the river and it's a really beautiful big river and we have a beautiful swim and just wash off all the mud and um, and often just from the cold water, that's where all the women kind of, you know, burst into squeals, squeals and, and fits yeah. of laughter yeah. and, you know, that real celebratory kind of energy comes back in and, yeah. and then we um, go back to the circle and we have a really deeply nourishing process where before everyone gets dressed, we have a big cauldron of herbal tea brewing and mm. everyone just gets a nice warm jug of herbal tea poured all over their body mm. and then everyone gets dressed and we do like a cradling process and a nurturing process where everyone's just totally loved up and mm. cared for and it's just really yummy and mm. and loving and and then um yeah we close the ceremony and then we go and eat together and mm. Be merry. It's really beautiful. So beautiful. And I, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I think for me, like I see you as such a 
seasoned person to create these beautiful spaces you know like just hearing that again it's like that's right like there was all that stuff it wasn't just dancing in the mud you know it was like all this before and after and then this gorgeous food at the end you know and um there's just things like that that I see when I feel into you as like that seasoned space holder you know and really feeling into what exciting for next year when you do this journey of the wild feminine and how important this work is but also how uh, I don't know I'm getting nurturement and being creative and expressive and you know like it just excites me that there's going to be women there that get to go through a whole year of that with you and you know not to mention like in your whole year of just making and creating there's the online component so for the women that can't physically get themselves here um, you also offer this beautiful space which you were talking about before um, where just like with the journal it's a six-week online course um, which offers for me what's you know I've been lucky enough to trial it for you and for me one of the most things that have come out of it is that I am wanting and open to putting ritual back into my life in the littlest ways and showing how much if we just take that time you know the littlest time for a little ritual each time how that spreads out into the you know our pathways into what we are what we do what we live how we live how we perceive and um, that's what I've got from it so far and it's just such a beautiful um, a beautiful journey and a beautiful connection and you can team it up with a journal do you want to talk a little just a little bit more about that too Elaborate yeah, on that? yeah so I'm not sure what came first the journal or the the idea of the online <laughs> program but they kind egg. of go hand in hand but can also be completely separate separate, yeah. separate. Yeah. um but yeah so the I offer an online um, course or mentorship there's a six-week one and a three-month one mm. and so the six-week one really my intention behind that was to create something for women um, that are really just starting to embark on this journey of connecting with their sacred feminine selves mm. and with their cycles and just to support them to journey with their bodies and get to know their bodies and journey with their cycles through connecting with the moon cycle so learning about the cycle through the the lunar cycle mm. and so in a way it's a kind of a a basic course of you know just the fundamentals of how to create ritual around that and you know yeah like you said bring ritual into daily life around mm. that but um I'm also hoping that anyone can get something out of it it's not mm. just for women who are just starting on that journey because actually Although it's really basic stuff, it um, it's also just really fundamental stuff. Mm. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like I get something out of it. You know, when when I'm really practicing that all the time, mm. you know, it's um, there's always more layers mm. to unravel. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, by like, doing the course yeah. and kind of going right, I'm going to commit to this for for, for those six weeks mm. and do the daily practices and do the meditations mm. and really um, chart my cycle and just journey with it mm. there's always more layers to uncover mm. and hopefully from that it'll just become a you know a practice that just weaves into life from mm. there on so 
Um, and then the three-month mentorship just continues on from there. But if the women want to go a little bit deeper, it then goes into their particular story and their particular cycle and, you know, their unique rhythm and flow and really delving into unravelling that deeper and looking at their men arc and um, just their imprints and belief systems and um, working with those in a way to really um, bring through their medicine and their unique mm. gift as a woman and how that can really be expressed. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like especially um, really highlights, like I said before, with the six-week one, like how important it is to just take that little space for honouring a ritual. And with the work I do with, like, birth, um, so many women are like, oh, I thought, you know, I only just track because I'm trying to get pregnant or something. And it's like... Um, feeling into like you know what we're up to week five now and feeling into so much um gratitude of that remembering like you said like you know it's not like I've done all this work and I think oh yeah I know it all now you know it's like coming back to it again I'm like yeah I'm just tuning into being so grateful that like I can track my flow and how much that um spreads out into what I do and how I am because I'm doing that having that presence with it and that honoring process and just being really grateful like yeah this this works it's like we were talking about the wheel you know it's like this this works this is this is this is it you know yeah, that's and right it's the ultimate tool of self-discovery it is, yeah, it? yeah yeah and yeah. it's just about creating space to be present to that mm, yeah yeah so life becomes a prayer life becomes a ceremony mm. yeah mm. And we can just keep expanding into it yeah mm. Mm. So great. So journal, I mean, I'll have it all on the show notes for the podcast, but <laughs> one year, uh, journal, two online courses next year, 2019 in April, you have your wild feminine journey, sacred white rising website, which I mean, it's big birthing. It's been a um, huge birthing. Yeah. 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 It's brought up all of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pushed me and it seems ridiculous now that I'm on the other yeah. side. I'm like, yeah. why was that such a big yeah. deal? But it yeah. honestly pushed me to all of my yeah. limits and fears and, yeah. you know, doubts and yeah. all of that stuff. Mm. So yeah, it was an epic journey. Mm. <laughs> Thank mm. you. Um, Let's be blessed now with your new birth of your gorgeous drum that you birthed last week or yes, the week before. I did. Has it been yeah. two weeks now? Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. And that was a big birth for you and you were you gave us a drum journey with it um, on the weekend, just gone, and it was just stunning and it's got a lot of deep meaning to it. So um, we're lucky enough to hear one of your songs. we grow connections we weave the seeds that we sow are birthing our dreams together we are powerful together we move mountains together we remember the way into
actions we weave, the seeds that we sow are birthing our dreams. Together we come and sat on my lap and she's just stared at you the whole time. <laughs> it's the beauty of the drum, isn't it? You were talking about that on the weekend, how, you know, that vibrational energy just yeah. pulls us in. Yeah, to us it does, yeah. Mm. Did you want to sing one more song that anything come to mind? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> One that I've, this is one I've been loving a lot lately. Um, I don't know if you know it. I think we sang it the other day. Okay. I'm gonna let life move me. I'm gonna let life stir me deep. I'm gonna let life wake me from an ancient sleep. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Ayla. Mm. Thank you so much. Mm, love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>
For more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. We are all in this together.